The following story has been brought to you by StoriesToInspire.org. The story I got from a Yid who's written dozens and dozens of books. He moved to Eretz Yisrael as a kid, maybe a bocher. His name is Nachman Seltzer. And he was a bocher learning in Yerushalayim. And he went for Shabbos to visit his cousins in Petach Tikva. The name of his cousin was Reb Michal Lipsky. And he became very close to the family. And one time, his cousin Reb Michal tells him, did you meet my first Adam? He says, yeah, I've seen him before. He says, you know his name? He says, yeah, his name is Meir Arava. He says, Meir Arava, did you know that he has a Chavrusa shaft with Reb Chaim Kenievsky every single Friday afternoon? No, I never heard of anybody. I mean, yeah, Reb Yitzhak Zilberstein with, with, with a few other, Gedoyle Ador and Rahman and this one and that one, and uh, I forgot his name from, uh, from Mashdod, from, from uh, Nitivota, whatever down south, would come up once a week to learn with Reb Chaim. Yeah, he had Chavrusas, but every single Friday, as a little boy, he had a Chavrusas Shah with Reb Chaim. Wow, that's something special. Anyways, he, as, as the years went on, it took him time, but he, every time he came to the Lipskis, he never met him again. And it took many years until one Hanukkah, he came for a Hanukkah Masiba, and he meets Rameer Arava, and Rameer Arava is giving out Svarim. He says, this is my latest Sefer, and he's giving everybody a Sefer, and he says, wow, how many Svarim did you write already? He says, nine svarim. Wow, nine svarim. And how many children do you have? He says, I bar Hashem, I have nine child, one child per sefer. Nachman Seltzer left that night with his wife, with a new sefer. And on the bus, on the way back, he realized, hey, nine svarim, nine children? I bet you there's some story over there. But he lost the opportunity. It was gone. And he says, I got to get that story. And a few years later, he met the Mayor Arava again, and he says, it's time, I want to hear your story. Let me share you this unbelievable story of Reb Chaim Kenievsky learning with a little bacha, Mayor Arava. There was a Yid whose name was Menachem Arava. Menachem Arava was a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force of the Israeli army. And Menachem Arava started to have some type of a chukah for Yiddishkeit, for Torah. And he wanted, he wanted more. He wanted to learn. And he heard some little shiurim here, little shiurim there, and he, it, it, it pulled him. And one time, the army made a new rule, and that is that they're giving a sabbatical. And if you're in the army or in the Air Force for a certain amount of years, you can have a year off with full salary. And you can go and study in one of the universities of Israel, Technion, or whatever it should be, and the government's going to pay. They're going to pay for your studies, they're going to pay for your livelihood, your allowance. Do it! So, Menachem Arava had a gewalding idea. How about I learn in the yeshiva and get a degree in Gemara? What do you think? So he spoke to his commanding officer 
And his commanding officer said, I have no problem with it, Gesundheit, hate, what do I care? No problem. So he says, but you know, everything has to be cleared with the Ministry of Defense. And as soon as Menachem Aravah heard that, he knew what the answer was going to be. And sure enough, a few days later, the Ministry of Defense came back and said, Mm-mm, nothing doing. No way a yeshiva. A university? No problem. A technical school? No problem. Barilan? No problem. But not a yeshiva. Menachem Arava was very upset, but he knew that that was going to be. And Menachem Arava, a few weeks later, went with his wife and the few kids that he had at that time. He went for Shabbos, and he spent Shabbos by a family, a distant relative, in Bnei Brak. During the Shmuz Arai, by the Shabbos meal, he asked this Yid, tell me, who's the biggest, who's the greatest God Hador that Yiklai Yisrael has in Bnei Brak? And he told him, oh, that's a very easy question. The answer is, his name is Rebbe Lozim Menachem Manshach, Rav Shach he's called. And where do I find him? You find him in Panovich, Panovich Yeshiva on top of the hill. He has an apartment that's connected to the Yeshiva. And you think I could go and speak to him? Of course, he talks to everybody. You just walk in there, and you hear somebody, Efer Shach, where's Rav Shach? And you go there, you knock on the door, you wait online maybe a few minutes, and you go and talk to him. So Menachem Aravah went to talk to Rav Shach. And he comes there, and he's... He comes, he never saw such a sight. Panovich, Toilum sitting and horroring and learning. Ah, I wish I could be here. And he has somebody, and they tell him where he goes, and he goes to Rav Shach's house. And he knocks on the door. And Rav Shach says, Come in. And he comes in, and he sits down by the table, and he starts talking to Rav Shach. And he tells Rav Shach all about himself. And he tells Rav Shach about this latest proposal that the defensive ministry is giving a sabbatical with allowance, with a tuition to, to a university. And he says, I really, and I would love to learn Gemara. <clears throat> I would love to learn how to be a Frumiyid. But they don't want to pay. They said no. And Avshach thought for a few minutes. And Avshach picked up the phone. And he called Rabbi Cheskel his Gabbai. And Bicheskel comes running in and Sir Shach tells him, I want to speak to Rabbi Shloyme Lawrence. And Bicheskel Aschayek went and he called him. Ten minutes later, Rabbi Shloyme Lawrence is there. And Rav Shach asks him, Tell me, we just had elections and you're in the middle of coalition building agreements. You have certain demands that you want to join the coalition, correct? He said, yeah. Rav Shach says, I want you to add one more seif, one more paragraph in the deal. Sure, what would the Rav like? I wanted to say like this, that anybody who gets a sabbatical from the Air Force or the Army, and the Army is going to pay for him to go to a college or a university, the, the Department of Defense also has to pay if the person wants to go to a yeshiva just like they pay for a technical or a university. And I want that in the coalition. It's a deal breaker. And Rav Shalom says, no problem. Consider it done. 
And he went and he put it into the coalition agreement and put it this way, Menachem Arava was the first army officer or Air Force officer to enjoy the allotment for the sabbatical that the government gave. He got it. And he joined the Balchuvi Yeshiva and he sat and learned the entire year and eventually they moved to Bnei Brak and he became a, a Yudea Sefer. And he switched all his children into schools and everybody fit in. And that was everybody besides Mayer. Now Mayer was in high school now. He was 14 years old and he was having a very difficult time with Gemara. And his father tells him, why don't you go talk to Reb Chaim Kanievsky? And this wasn't so far off. It wasn't so far-fetched because Mayer has already met Reb Chaim Kanievsky. One time, he went to Reb Chaim with his father and Reb Chaim asked him, what's your name? Ma'ashem Shacha. And he tells him, my name is Zohar. And Reb Chaim tells him, Zohar, ze shem shel sefer. This is a name of a book. There's a set of svarim. Zoyar. It's not a name of a person. You have to change your name. And Mayor already had a, even an earlier experience where Reb Chaim promised him something and it was Niskayim. And he knew that this man is the big guy. And he knew that if Reb Chaim promised him something, it happens when Reb Chaim tells you to change your name, you're changing your name. And Mayor went and he changed his name and he says, Reb Chaim, so what should I change it to? Reb Chaim says, Zohar means light. Shine. Change your name to Meir. Meir is a Yiddish name. Meir is the name of a person. And Zohar was asking him to change his name to Meir. And Reb Chaim gave him a bracha, then he should steig. And eventually, now when he's 14 years old, he, he, he's going back to Reb Chaim. And his father tells him to go to Reb Chaim, and he tells his father, I can't. Can't go to Reb Chaim. What am I going to tell him? That I, that I don't understand the Gemara? That, I'm, that I don't know what's flying in class? I can't do that. So the father says, so what are you going to do? You have a better idea? He says, yeah, I'm going to write Reb Chaim a letter. So he sat right down, right away, and he wrote Reb Chaim a letter. And he explained Reb Chaim what his problem is, and he's not understanding the Gemara. And Reb Chaim tells him, Reb Chaim writes back on that paper. He writes back, it's a tshuva. And Meir gets back the letter, and he doesn't understand what Reb Chaim's talking about. And his father says, you see, you got to go talk to Reb Chaim. And Meir went Friday afternoon, and he went to visit Reb Chaim Kanievsky. And he was a smart boy. You know what he did? He took along his Gemara, Baba Metziah. And he comes to Reb Chaim, and he starts crying. And he's telling Reb Chaim what a hard time he's having learning. He doesn't understand the Gemara. And after all the crying and wailing and, and, and getting his story out, he tells Reb Chaim, maybe the Rebbe could learn with me for a little bit and explain me the Gemara. Reb Chaim tells him, listen here, I don't know if you know this, I'm a very, very busy person. There are people here all day, all night. I got choivus. I got to learn seven blot a day. I got Yerushalmi. I got Bavli. Safra, Safri. I got, I write Sforim. I, I don't have time. Please, Rebbe, please, learn with me a Gemara. And Abchayim said, fine. 
Reb Chaim went, he got up, he got another problem, and they learned for one hour. At the end of the hour, he understood the Gemara. And he tells Reb Chaim Kanievsky, can I come back next Friday? And Reb Chaim was quiet. And nobody will ever know what went through Reb Chaim's mind. But Reb Chaim says, I don't have time for new Chavuzeshafts. But fine, okay, you can come next week. And he came the next week, and they learned for another hour. And after that, there was nothing to talk about. It became like a nether. It became automatic. And Mayor Arava came to Reb Chaim Kanievsky's house every Friday afternoon, and they learned for one hour. I don't know how Reb Chaim had time for it, but he did it. And a year or two or three went by, and now Reb Chaim is ready, the, the Mayor Arava is finished with high school, Yeshiva Ktana, and now it's time for him to go to Yeshiva Gdoyla. And Reb Menachem Arava comes to talk to Reb Chaim, and he says, my son, Yechavrusa, he's got to go to Yeshiva next year, what's the, what's the story? I think that he should go to a small Yeshiva where he gets more attention, and Reb Chaim says, no, he's going to Panovich. He says, yeah, but Panovich is so big, he's going to get lost over there. That real Israeli Bakram that from from birth, and he's about Shuvah, and he's not going to fit in. And then Reb Chaim says, I arranged it already, he's accepted already, he's going to Panovich. Reb Nachem knew not to argue with Reb Chaim, and he said, okay. And sure enough, at the end of the year, the beginning of the next year, Mayor Arava went to Panovich. A few weeks later, maybe three, four weeks later, Rabbi Nachem Aravam meets his Magachir. And he says, No, how's my Tzadikal mayor doing? He says, Your Tzadikal mayor is Gewaldic. But he's, he's not doing well. He's totally lost. He doesn't connect with the other Bochrim. I don't think Panovich is a good idea. I think he should learn in a, in a small yeshiva. I don't know. So Rabbi Nachem Aravah went to Rabbi Chaim and he told Rabbi Chaim, or maybe he sold the mayor to tell Reb Chaim. And Reb Chaim spoke to mayor after, after his learning session, and he says, I hear. Okay, from now on, you're not going to shear. Yeah, so what am I going to do instead? From now on, I'm giving you an assignment every week what to do. Next week, Sunday morning, you come into Yeshiva, and you start learning Mesechta's Megillah. And I want you to learn the entire Mesechta Gemara Rashi, and next Friday, when you come, you're getting a faher from me on the entire Masechta. And Mayor knew that Reb Chaim means business. And he came Sunday morning with a Gemara Megillah, and he did not leave his chair the entire week. I don't know how much he slept, but he learned that Masechta, and he finished it. And he came Friday to Reb Chaim, and Reb Chaim fahered him. And Reb Chaim tells him, very good. Next week, Masechta Tainus. And he went and he learned the whole Masechta Tainus and Friday came and he got a faher. And he knew it. And Reb Chaim gave him another assignment. Week after week, 
Eventually, Reb Chaim started to tell him, now you have to start learning Toysis. And you're getting fahared on Toysis. And he got used to learning. He got used to learning by himself. He got used to learning the Gemara's Stark and Toysis in. And Reb Chaim fahared him week after week, month after month. Every Friday when he came to learn with Reb Chaim, he got a fahar who was not shy. And this went on for years. And eventually, he was already a buck, almost looking for Shaduchim. And he made a Siamashas. And Reb Chaim was very proud of him. And Reb Chaim, t- t- and yes, Reb Chaim knew, I'm getting married now. Well, no, I'm sorry, he was still a bacha. And he says, so what should I do now? He says, I want you to start learning Mishnah Baruch. And I'm going to fahir you. And he gave him how many simonim he had to learn, besides the Gemara. And he was learning now in Gemara and Mishnah Baruch. And he was getting more and more learning Gemara and Halacha and back and forth. And then he's getting married. And now he tells Reb Chaim, after the chasna, what do I do? Reb Chaim tells him, now I want you to write a sefer. He says, a sefer? I should write, I? Should write a sefer? Yeah, you should write a sefer. On what? On Mishnaburah. What should I write on Mishnaburah? He says, you know, Mishnaburah has a lot of shittas. And he paskins like one of them. And I want you to write a sefer on Mishnaburah explaining why the Mishnaburah paskin like the shita. Why did he go with that shita? And that's what you should do. Mayer thought otherwise and didn't listen to Reb Chaim. He did not put out the Sefer. He didn't write the Sefer. He continued his regular regimen, but he did not write the Sefer. And Reb Chaim swallowed and didn't say anything. At the end of the year, Shana Rishayna was over. And Mayer is making a cheshben on nefesh. And he notices that, he's noticed before, but came to a realization. All his buddies that got married a year ago, they were either making a bris or a kiddush, or they were waiting for a simcha. And nothing was doing with him or his wife. And he came to, to Reb Chaim at the end of the year, and he says, Rebbe, I want children. Nothing's going on. So Reb Chaim told him, I told you what to do already. He says, what? The Rebbe told me what to do? What did you tell me what to do? I told you. You want children? Write a sefer. There was, no, there was no arguing now. Mayor sat down and started to write a sefer. When he finished the first volume, he called it Mayor Oiz. Mem, Mayor, Mem for Mayor, Mayor. And, and the, the Vov was for his original name, not Arava, but when they lived in Poland, what the name was, whatever it was. And the Zion was for Zohar, his original name. And interesting thing happened. Every time he finished a Sefer, he had another child. And Reb Chaim, who saw the Neshama of Meir Arava, saw a potential that this boy is going to write Svarim on the Mishnah Brura. And this is going to be his Kenyan, and this is how he's going to have children. And that's the story of the 14-year-old Bacha, who became Reb Chaim Kenevsky's Chavrusa. And Reb Yisai, what would have happened if he wouldn't have gone to Reb Chaim Kenevsky? What would have happened if he would have gone to a different Rav, that didn't have the Ruach HaKodesh of Reb Chaim? What would have happened to his Limer if he would have gone to a small yeshiva? There's so many what-ifs. But one thing we could learn from this story, 
And that is that when somebody is in pain, when someone's in trouble, you have to help them. Reb Chaim Kanievsky, we all know, did not have the time to learn with this bacha. And Reb Chaim could have told him, listen here, you want to come here once in a while and schmooze and learning, you want to come here for a bracha, my door is always open for you. But I don't have time to learn with Chavrusa. But Reb Chaim saw the potential of the bacha, and Reb Chaim knew he has to help him. And Reb Chaim opened his heart and his time. And I'd say, Reb Moshe Feinstein always said, that just like a person is mechuyif to give maizek sofim, 10% of his money, he's also mechuyif to give 10% of his time for other people. And I tell Bacham and Yeshiva all the time, learn with a Bacham that's shvacha than you. Maizek, give away some of your time. You'll explain the Gemara, you're going to become better from it. You're going to shtayik from it. But also, you're helping another Yid in, in, in Saras. You're giving Maizek. This is what Hashem wants. He only wants us to do for ourselves. He wants us to help others. And if we continue, and we go in this Gevaldige Mahalach, Utaka, Bizoicha, that the Prime should come to God, to get back to Mashiach Tzidkenu, Tchias Ameisim, Bimheira, Biyameinu, Amein, Kachamas. You've just experienced... Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.